Hey, this is Matt Seidel with Credit Fix Me Now. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my friend, Scott Ferguson. Hey, 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 listeners. This is Scott Ferguson with TimetoShineToday.com and also South Florida Real Estate Business and Lifestyle Podcast. We're going to do a cross-promotion here with my friend, uh, Matt Seidel from Credit Fix Me Now. And the reason why I'm putting on both of... Uh, my platforms is one, uh, the South Florida Real Estate Business and Lifestyle is really geared to my real estate clients, and it helps them with increasing their clients' credits, uh, credit score, and whatnot, and also for the people around the United States with my time to shine, around the world, with my time to shine today uh, podcast, I would like them to get educated on the credit restoration process, so in case you're in a situation where, or you know somebody that's in a situation that needs to level up their credit, then... Let's give Matt Seidel a listen. So break out your notepad, sit back, turn any distractions off, because Matt's going to drop some serious knowledge nuggets on us, and how we can level up our life through credit restoration. So without further ado, here's Matt Seidel. Hey, hey, my listeners, my audience, thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, we're doing things a little bit different today. We have uh, a gentleman who's not only a fantastic person out here in the marketplace and a businessman that cares, but he's also a friend of mine, also a fellow gym rat. Uh, he's a fantastic, fantastic man. And we're, what I mean by we're doing things a little bit differently today is we're going to kind of cross-pollinate cross-pollinate these episodes between my Time to Shine Today squad and also the South Florida Real Estate Business and Lifestyle because Matt does operate with his business here in South Florida. But here's a little bit about Matt. Matt spent 20 years in the car business working for someone else believing that they cared about him and if he did right by them, they would do right by Matt. Man, was Matt mistaken. He did not want to kowtow to the status quo and he didn't let customers buy the cars that would put them upside down. This is let Matt to start Credit Fix Me Now. Matt's client's first mentality and the opportunity to run it as he sees fit has brought Matt a ton of fulfillment and everlasting joy to help people level up their lives. Welcome to the show, brother. Please share with the Time to Shine and South Florida squad your favorite color and why. <laughs> All right. I like dark colors, uh, grays, blacks. I don't know why. I just do. Got your little Johnny Cash little going, man. So listen, yeah, everyone, just, everyone just heard your intro here, and it hits home with me because I've been in those client shoes before with my credits and not being able to afford certain things, or if I could afford them, I was getting gouged by crazy interest rates and stuff. So yeah. tell me a little bit of, give us a little bit more deeper in-depth about your background, Matt. Okay, so like you read, 20 years in the car business. Uh, I started out at 17 years old. I was a porter. I didn't really want to be a porter, but the manager at the time said, you come and be the best porter you can be, and we'll talk about it then. So six months later, I became a salesman. I'm about 18 years old at the time. And really, I really just had a knack for it. I mean, I really wanted to help people, and I think I came across pretty easy because I was young. At that time, it worked to my advantage. Um, but then at 25, I became a finance manager and then being young really didn't work to my advantage at that time. You know, having to go out and talk to somebody about their previous credit and mistakes and failures and, you know, life. And at 25, I really hadn't experienced a whole bunch. It was really, really challenging. So I really had to work extra hard to earn the trust of the customer. And I think 
you know, being as sincere as possible, coming with that humble hat, you know, telling them that I, I care about them. And it, I think it really set the precedence for my career moving forward because, you know, watching somebody sign in, man, at 22%, it's just, I know what happens, you know, you know, subprime customers don't get to come in and pick the car that they want. They get to buy the car they qualify for. And it's really unfortunate because here you are now buying a car you really don't want or like or need. You know, you may need an SUV and you may qualify for a car and then you're going to pay in, you know, on $15,000 worth of financing, you're going to pay in $13,000 worth of interest. And so you calculate in your down payment. Now all of a sudden you're paying double for a car you really didn't intend to buy. So that was the motivation for starting this company because after 12 years of seeing that man, it was just, it was really hard. So you're, you're working in, so you work your way up for everybody that doesn't know Porter is kind of like a valet, right? For yeah. the car, the, the car dealership. So yeah, he really, right. So it's like anybody that's in the business world, uh, they start in the mailroom, they work their way up. You know, yeah. if you work for me as a real estate agent, you're working, you're doing those cold calls in the morning and working your way up. So Matt, let, let me ask you something. I, I think I already know this and I, I believe the listeners already know this. But what was that aha moment, that one moment? Because everybody has that one moment. What was that aha moment that said, I'm going to start helping people restore their credit? Uh, For me, it was, I think it was the fact that I would go in and do everything I could to help somebody. And I just got no support because I was continuously hammered to do what was best for the store and not what was best for the customer. And, And I think it clicked when I was like, you know what? This just doesn't feed my soul anymore, and I just no longer want to do it. Was there a certain customer that you looked into his or her eyes and said, man, this is it. This, I, I can't do this anymore? Or was it Dude, just a just mixture one. of all of them? <laughs> numerous, numerous customers. They look at each other, bro, before they signed in at 22%, and they were like, well, I guess we got to do it. And just like watching somebody you know, sign under duress, it, it was just one of the worst things in the world. Just because they needed that, that car, right? Yeah, well, we're South Florida, right? It's not like you can take a subway. It's not like you can take a bus. It just it doesn't work that way here. Yeah, I have uh, some car salesman friends, and they'll joke around and say a, a rough ride's better than a bumpy walk anytime. <laughs> or, you know, was it two rubber heels is better, or four rubber wheels is better than two rubber heels? It's like yeah. crazy. So yeah. they, they kind of push them in almost like cattle, right? Yeah, and, and, it, and it's unfortunate because here you are somebody who's got a, a $200 or $300 budget, right? You hit it, you know, eight, $10,000 at 22%. There, there's your budget, right? right? And then that person, that car's got 60, 70, 80,000 miles on it. So now you talk about maintenance, you talk about insurance, you talk about gas. And now all of a sudden, three years down the road, they still owe nearly what they borrowed because all the interest is paid up front. They're in a car that needs maintenance. They can't afford tires. And it just, it never gets better. And, and, the, really, the bigger challenge is the really more unfortunate part is they're at the dealership and the dealership's telling them, yeah, just make 12 payments and come in and refinance or this will help your credit, you know, and, and none of that's true. You know, it's just that, you know, that car sale first mentality, not customer first mentality. Well, it's interesting. Do you think that there's really anything that's kind of like a conspiracy theory with these car dealerships and interest? Do they make stuff on the back end? Is that is that the story with the financing? The car dealerships get a kickback if they get the higher interest by the banks that finance them. How does that work? Because, again, you forgot more about any of this financing than I'll ever know or care to know. Yeah. So in a, in a bad or what we call a subprime credit situation, there's not much kickback to the dealer. 
a lot of times it's it's the banks holding the dealer hostage as well. So you know, they have like these big upfront fees, right? Two grand, fifteen hundred, three grand, depending on how bad the credit is. And the bank is saying themselves, well, you don't like the rate, you don't like the fees, you can go ahead and try and get this person bought somewhere else. It's whatever you want to do, you know, no big deal. And so, so they'll pay them like a $100 flat or they'll pay them like, you know, allow them to sell a warranty. But again, it's the bank's warranty, so they make money on that. They allow them to sell gap insurance. Guess what? It's the bank's gap insurance. And so nobody wins in that scenario except the bank. So it's lose dealer near, nearly most of the time. It's definitely lose customer. It's definitely lose finance manager because because those deals are really tough to get done anyway with proof of income and uh, interviews they have to do over the phone, references they have to call. So you put a piece of metal on the road, it could be two, three weeks before you even get, you know, funded on it. And, and it's just, it just sucks, dude. Wow. Okay. So you walked away from a, a pretty lucrative business, you know, yeah. as, as a sales or finance manager. Yep. And you and I are kind of cut some, from the same sheath because we're both entrepreneurial and we're moving forward. Yep. We're all about helping people. But what did your family think about these, this choice for you to step into your own? Oh my God, man. So my wife, God bless my wife, man. So I came home and I kind of came home with this feeling led to do this. You know, I come home and I tell my wife, Hey, look, this is what happened. I really felt the Holy spirit come on me when I, when I was talking to a friend about this and I, and I really just feel like this is, this is what we're going to transition to. Um, but I need you on board and, and God bless my wife, man. Cause, cause the next word out of her mouth where I'm in. And to have her wow. put my faith in me, it wasn't like, understand this, it wasn't like God gave us this vision. God gave me this vision, not us. Sure. And so it required a lot of faith. And, and honestly, bro, she, she's been so supportive and she's had her moments of failure where she's like, hey, I want you to go back to work. And uh, hey, this isn't working, but you know, we're so close, uh, even at this very moment, to, to a very good breakthrough. And um, you know, I keep telling her, it's not always going to be like this. And um, uh you know, God bless her because she didn't sign up for this. When we met, I was making very nice six figures. We lived in a very nice home in a country club. We were driving very nice cars. And in order to launch this business, we gave it all up. Everything. Wow. Talk about and, a uh, leap, man. Hey, huge, huge. Hey, my listeners, I want you to really hear that and internalize that. You can't do anything without a team. And yeah. for Matt to have this life, that he has now is he start, keeps progressing, helping people. He had the backing of his wife, and that's just fantastic. Matt, you kind of touched on it a little bit where you almost maybe certain times threw it all away, but give our listeners a glimpse of maybe your worst moment of growing Credit Fix Me Now. Oh, man. Okay, so this is a pretty interesting story, and it nearly happened right away. Um, and it was one of those moments where – you know, okay, so I was going to launch this business and I had a company that I was going to launch with that had 20,000 active people in their database. And we were going to launch with these with, with this company, yeah, right? And I was like, this is going to be great and we're going to, we're going to be successful right away and, and man, this is awesome. And so we set up all the, the infrastructure, right? I got an in-house processor, bro, I got an office, I signed a lease, I bought computers, I, I hired an assistant because I'm like, look, if, if 20,000 of these people have access to real credit repair, right? So I can really help them. Even if 10%, if, if we had a 90% fail rate, I'm still going to sign up 2000 people, right? I can't process 2000 people. I can't do 2000 interviews. I just can't do it. So we spent a lot of money to open it up. And when I went to that person and I said, all right, Hey, look, everything's done. We're all set up. We're ready to go. They were like, nah, nah I'm good. Nah, <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't want to do that. 
And so here I am now trying to build a business from zero with an overhead I, I couldn't I couldn't afford, and I had I actually had to go back to work. Okay, so how everybody out there is listening? So you just said go back to work, but how did you? Obviously, you have, you're very faith based, which I love that about you. Yeah. You back that faith with a persistence that obviously now that we're here, because you're still doing it, doesn't recognize failure. Yep. Other other than prayer and what you had turned to, how did you make it through that moment? Man, I'll be honest. I felt so defeated in that moment, you know, and I, and I just remember that God's never going to bring you to something and then leave you there, right? He's always going to lead you to it and then lead you through it. And honestly, it was a great, it was a great thing that because now the way that the company is positioned, I outsource the processing so I don't need an in-house processor. I run everything from my iPad. I don't even need a computer, right? I, I do everything manually and a lot of automations are set in place. So I don't always talk to my customers every month. I didn't need an assistant. So I know sometimes people are like, oh, well, you failed. Well, okay. I see it as learning a lesson because I, I really look at what was removed. It was really removed for the better. I don't need it. I didn't need it. And, and even the best part about it, honestly, was going back to work. The, the particular dealership that I went back to, I got more customers out of my you know, office for my credit repair company than I did customers for the dealership. And then the best part about that was, is I actually got fired from that dealership uh, <laughs> for lowering a customer's payment because he openly confessed that he couldn't afford it. And then uh, it, I haven't been back. So it was one of those moments where I went to my wife and I said, this is going to continue to happen to us. I'm really tired of going back to stores. You know, I was working every Sunday, bro. I was uh -huh. working till 11 o'clock at night. You know, all the things that I'm trying to get away from. And here we are back in the mix of it to make bills. And, and that was fine. It was okay. But my heart wasn't in it. And then to come home and tell her, you know, I got a favor done from a bank uh, to lower this guy's payment because he couldn't afford it. We were going to save him $175 a month, bro. And, wow. uh, and, and the dealership said, we don't, we don't do that here. And they rolled the payment to profit. And see, I never changed the sales price. All I did was get an exception for the rate. So I got a significantly better rate. The, the, the deal was accepted by the manager, so the sales price never changed. They took that $175 times 36 months, man, and they rolled it to the top line to make more money. And I, I said to the GM, and I said, look, this isn't you know what we talked about. We talked about helping this guy out. He's like, we don't do that here. And they fired me. Wow. Crazy, right? That's, that's incredible. But you know what? Like you say, things, things happen, and you're being led in the right direction. You yeah, know, sure. And it sounds like you really grew your business and correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of a addition by subtraction. You took a lot of the stuff out that was clogging up your business. And you said you kind of downed it, dumbed it down a little bit where you're running a lot on your iPad and whatnot. Yeah. So what, what technology are you using? Cause the, the reason why I'm saying this is cause I let's, I digress. You, you are in the credit restoration business and I'm the first to know that I am very hesitant about sending people to credit restoration businesses. So yeah, what makes sure. you stand out above the other ones? Okay. Well, I think first and foremost, we actually do the work. I think, <laughs> I think why everybody is so hesitant to refer out to a, a credit restoration company is because it's, it's, it's a black, uh, black eye business. And I think that's the truth, Right. So there's software companies out there that make you believe that, that, you know, this is so easy, not everybody can do it, right? 
So there's a particular software company that, that claims to be a complete business in a box. And, but you still have to read the credit reports. You still have to know what you're looking at. You still have to do the sales. You still have to understand what the customer service looks like. You still have to be able to interpret the different accounts and then know which letter to send. So yeah, they'll give you the CRM. Yeah, they'll give you a letter library to, to choose from, but you still have to know what you're doing. And I think the biggest challenge is, is for even for you is you don't know who's knocking on your door. Now, you and I have gone through my business extensively. I've you know, peeled back the curtain for you to see. We do the work. We get the results. You know, I've got pre-approval proof. I'm five-star rated on Google. We upload all our results. But let's just say that you're in the market for a, a credit restoration guy and you just are in a bind and you take the first one that knocks on your door. You, you don't know if it's me or you don't know if it's one of these other people that have been sucked into the marketing from this, you know, uh, uh, a software company that leads them to believe that they can do it. And, and the truth is that they can't. So I think what sets me apart is that not only do I do the work, we get the results, but we, we put the time in. I have 12 years experience. I have a whole entire processing department. We, the, I have a room of, of 13 people that just sit around and write letters all day. You know, and, and I think wow. once that's conveyed, I think that stigma really goes away. That's fantastic. So there's a lot of hands-on and personal touch that goes on within Credit Fix Me Now, correct? Yeah, well, yeah, that, and and you know what? The YouTube channel, man. I, I The YouTube channel, we kill it because it's the same credit education that I give on the initial welcome call. I email that link, no, no lie, I email that link to somebody twice a month until they watch it. They're gonna get so tired of me pushing this YouTube channel that they're either gonna comply or they're not. And, and I absolutely love the fact that we have two different types of clients. You know, We have driven clients who say, all right, I'm in this space now, I wanna be in a different space, and nothing is going to stop me from getting there. And then we have motivated clients. It's like getting a gym membership, right? It's like, okay, I got the membership and I'm going to go, but then I don't go. Well, right. I was motivated enough to enroll in credit repair, but now what? And so we just keep hammering home and eventually they catch on. And, and we've seen a lot more success lately um, than failure with the introduction of the YouTube channel. So your persistence to help people is what's, what's standing out to me, and I'm sure that's standing out to our listeners right now, Matt. That, that's awesome. Got a few questions for you that's a little bit, you know, off the cuff here. But what, what I mean, you're still a relatively young man, but what would Matt, Matt Seidel tell the 18 to 20-year-old Matt Seidel about life? Oh, man. Um, I think if I were to write... Um, a letter to my former self. I, I don't know that I would change anything. You know, the, the, the scars of my past, the, 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 the failures, it all made me into the man that I am today. Yes. Um, but I, I think that if I were going to tell my younger self something, I think that I struggled a lot with inadequacy when I was younger. I got abandoned when I was 13 by my mom and then raised by my brother um, who was significantly older and really trying to live his own life. And so I got a kind of left out in the cold. And so I, I think if I were going to tell my 18 to 20 year old self something, I, I would just tell him that I love him and, and that he is loved. That's and awesome, man. That's powerful, yeah. man. That's powerful. Thanks, man. What? Okay. Let's take your cell phone out of it. Okay. What are three things that you could not live without? Uh, bang energy drinks, um, <laughs> my kids, and the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to call the gym, but man, that bang energy trick came at me. That, that's awesome. That. Gotcha. All right. So last like, kind of deep thought question here. Okay. What does Matt Seidel know for sure? Oof, I know for sure 
um, that I have a purpose. And I know for sure that I'm very, very close to living out what God's called me to do. Um, I've been praying a real long time for positioning, and I think it's all about really to come together. Um, I, I, I believe and I know for sure that, that I'm really close and, and that it, it's not just um, a vision anymore. It's about to be a reality. Love it. I love it. All right, now, we got on both platforms, whether it's Time to Shine Today or the South Florida Real Estate Business Lifestyle, we have our Level Up Lightning Round. Now, these four or five questions, you and I could talk for 20 minutes on each one of them, but I need the answer in like five to seven seconds. So take your sip of your bang, all right? You ready to rock? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. All right, what's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Uh, take it as it comes. Beautiful. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, routine. Other than your own website, credit fix me now. And of course, time to shine today.com and agentferguson.com. Can you recommend to us another excellent internet resource? Um, I would say the biggest one that I use is my credit monitoring software. Uh, that's where we, where we do all our credit reviews and information. So I, I can't live without that website. Recommend to our listeners a book to read, Ooh. must pick up and read. Uh, the Bible. Beautiful. Awesome. And last question. What's the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Oh, man, I'm born in the 80s. So 90s, heavy metal. I'm telling you, bro, you want to push a new PR at the gym? A little Pantera, <laughs> a little Metallica, yeah, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Love man, love it. If you if you're watching this on our video and our YouTube channel, see this guy. He's put together pretty well. Thanks. So, real quick before we end, leave us with a little knowledge nugget that you want the listeners to take with them. Okay, so uh, credit education is more important than deletions. And I know that sounds really silly, but I've got really two different types of clients: clients who get that and clients that don't. Um, I've got a guy in for pre-approval now. Uh, He's been with me four months. We've gotten zero deletions, and he's up 159 points. It's credit education that drives the score up, not necessarily deletions. Um, I've got another customer that has uh, just about just over 50 deletions, and his credit score is only up 40 points. The difference is in the ability to understand that your credit score is a numerical representation of credit worthiness. And credit worthiness is really enhanced when you take a look at three really good questions that make up, you know, 80% of your score. Can you borrow money and use it correctly? Can you pay it back on time? And can you do that consistently? And when you answer those questions, yes, with more accounts, no matter how many things we get off that are negative, that will have the biggest impact on your score than anything else that you can do. Beautiful. And Matt, how can we find you? Oh, Call my, my cell. You can go to the website, www.creditfixmenow.com. You can uh, YouTube channel it. It's Credit Fix Me Now on YouTube. You know, whatever it is that I can do, and then hopefully a ton of referrals from you. Awesome. Beautiful. Hey, listeners, um, I'm going to put all of those links in the show notes. And as we know, we're the product of the five closest people that we surround ourselves with. And those people have to be top five being peeps who stay humble while staying hungry those who daily level up their health and level up their wealth all while serving people are the kind of people we want to be around. And Matt, I'm yeah. privileged to have you as part of my squad and to be able to bring your message out to the masses here. All right, man. So thank you so, so much for coming on a little virtual. Man, baseball. 
thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity, bro. And um, I, I like that lot, little, little ending there. That was really good. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.